Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that when applied to your life will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Well, today I'm going to talk about our need for other people. Maybe that seems a bit odd to you, but this really fits into principle number four, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. As I previously mentioned, I firmly believe that we are designed by God to live in relationship with Him, but also in relationship with other people. We need God and we need other people. Other people need us as well, and we're designed to live in community with others. The development of how we go about being involved with those around us started back when we were infants. Uh, This was compounded in our kind of early developmental years and that kind of one to three year old. That foundation was laid for us interacting with the world around us in those early formative age. Social, emotional, and personal development starts to take shape, making relationships, uh, managing behavior, feeling and becoming more aware of ourselves and our confidence. Yes, it started, believe it or not, in those early formative years. Well, countless books and even college courses have been written on the how-tos of this topic. Well, obviously, in those formative years, We need those around us more than they need us, but not just for our basic food, clothing, and shelter that you might think about for an infant. We need others to help with the development of what I just spoke about. Our need for others starts well at birth. Our needs for others uh, changes quite a bit through the years, but it remains even in our adult and senior years. We need others. In Genesis 2.18, here's what it says. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. The context for that scripture from the Bible was man's need for a wife. And I can hear some amens out there from those, uh, those, uh, those wives. But I think this plays across the board. Without other people, our lives would not be complete, even though some of those other people kind of drive us crazy. You may be saying, hey, I can get along without other people, but all the research indicates the exact opposite. Some people have actually tried it. Most went crazy. So the jury is in, and let's conclude that 99.9% of us need others on a regular, consistent basis. I know I do. Why do we need others? Because that's how we are created. That's how we are wired. Let's look at it from an intellectual perspective. Our brain needs other people. On a side note, I'm blown away at how our brain works. There's so much we still don't understand about all the things that the brain does and how it does it. It's incredible. But anyway, our brains are always working. And I mean always. One of the things uh, it's doing is looking for answers and information that it really doesn't have in in the world around us. Presto. This is where other people come into the picture. We get a lot of information from other people, even if you're not aware of it. When our mind doesn't get this information, it starts to kind of fill in the blanks on its own, and that's where it can play some really weird tricks on us. Here's a few of the uh, kind of intellectual reasons that we need other people. Uh, Number one, nobody has all the answers. Now, some of you probably know someone who thinks they do know all the answers, But you know the old saying, two heads are better than one. Well, it's actually true. 
consultants, mastermind groups, uh, they kind of pool their collective knowledge together. And it's really incredible at some of the ideas that they come up with. Number two, others help to kind of push us and motivate us. You know, there's times when we when we really don't want to do something and others kind of get us going. They get us to do it. It's kind of like a personal trainer or coach. Uh, number three, there's oftentimes others believe in us more than we believe in us. So they kind of support us and again, encourage us. Ever work with someone else on an idea? I have and it's interesting at the whole process. The end result is often an idea that neither one of us would have come up with independently. Number five, others also can kind of hold us accountable. I've mentioned previously that I have an accountability partner. We meet just about every week, kind of make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing in all the different areas of our life. So there's a need for us to be held accountable. Well, those are some of the uh, intellectual ways that we need each other. Let's take a look at a few of the uh, social needs. Again, we're designed to not be alone. We have a need to be kind of cared for, loved, touched, hugged, connected to others emotionally and spiritually, and yes, physically. We need companionship of others, to have fun, to share life together. We thrive when all of this is happening. Sounds like many of the same needs that that young baby needed just changed a little bit over the years. Let me share a quick story, um, and this is really a true story, but it's it's a very powerful one about a simple act of a kiss and a hug. Uh, one of my friends and, and, and patients, Nancy, always used to give a kiss and a hug when she would see you, whether it was when she first saw you or when she was leaving. Didn't matter who you were. Uh, Nancy was involved in a prison ministry, and she would go with, with a different group from her church and visit prisoners. They take a band with them, and and typically at some point they would have kind of a church service at the uh, at the prison. On one particular visit, uh, they were at a men's prison, and, and all the men had gathered in a in a room for a little church service. Uh, Nancy Nancy's practice was to go around the room and give every man a kiss and a hug. Now there'd be extra security in these circumstances due to the fact that men and women were together at this prison. One particular man, a very large man, he would not let Nancy give him a kiss and a hug. So she passed him on by. But at the beginning of the service, it was still bugging Nancy, and, and she went back and was successful uh, at delivering that kiss and hug to that individual. Well, at the end of the service, there, there was typically an opportunity for some of these prisoners to come up and speak, and this, this guy stood up and came forward. Rarely did he speak, so the room kind of got quiet when he came to the front. He told the room that uh, before being arrested, he was a mafia hitman, and that he never could get personally close to any individual, so he stayed out of relationships. He states, ever since he was a child, no one has ever hugged him or given him a kiss. He then stunned the room when he stated that he knew that there was a God because of Nancy and that simple hug and kiss. That's a, that's a powerful story of sharing God's love, isn't it? We really do need each other. But here's a caution. Don't view uh, your relationships with others from the perspective of what you can get out of that relationship. Rather, think about what you can give into that relationship. Love others and give to others, not expecting anything in return. In that short story about Nancy, she wasn't looking to get anything out of that gesture of love, was she? No, not at all. 
uh, from the Bible, Acts 20.35. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And this is really true. Was Nancy blessed by this prisoner? Yes, indeed. So as you reach out for and into relationships, keep this in mind. But guess what happens? Your needs get met along the way as well. This is especially true in a marital relationship. Give, give, and love unconditionally. Can you get hurt along the way? Absolutely. But it's part of the deal. On a side note, you can get hurt in any relationship. Most people are inherently selfish, and at times that's going to come out, and the end result will be you're going to get hurt. It's not a matter of if, but when you will get hurt. It will happen. Share your feelings when it happens. Be forgiving and work through it. The risk is worth it. Some of you may uh, struggle a bit with this give, give, give concept, and let me see if I can help you just a little bit. While we all have needs, some of us are needy. And there's a difference. I've laid out some of the needs that kind of each of us have. So let's take a look at the needy. I've expressed my belief uh, that ultimately we are filled from above. We are loved from our creator. And there's a hole in our spirit or in our heart that really only God can fill. I believe this is a prerequisite to our loving others unconditionally and giving, giving, giving. That love for others must overflow from being loved first by our Heavenly Father. While some folks don't realize this, others know it but still don't feel it and struggle immensely. The outward symptoms of this are displayed in a variety of ways. Other people filling that need becomes the focus of our love and approval. They become kind of victims They judge themselves very harshly, more harshly really than anyone else would. This creates kind of an emptiness inside. They start to protect against pain and being hurt and withdraw. This person does not see the value that they have. This is usually the result of a whole series of bunch of incidents throughout their life and how the actions of others have been evaluated. These folks first need to kind of understand how much God loves them so that they can love themselves and then pour out that love to others. They're needy, not just someone who has needs. It can be challenging with these folks, but you may be the only person that can help them and turn the tides for them. I got a little sidetracked there, but what can we do to facilitate our need for other people? Well, if you haven't noticed, people are everywhere. You know, there's about seven and a half billion of us on the planet, so there shouldn't be any difficulty connecting with others. If you feel your circle of friends is too small or you're not connected anywhere, where do you start? Or maybe you've just moved to a new area and just feel you need some new friends. I'll just rattle off a few sources and you can pick one from many of these. If you're working, well, there's certainly people that you come in contact with there while you're working. If you don't want to mix your work and personal life, well, there's church as a resource. Mixing with people of like faith is certainly a good place to start. How about where you live or your neighborhood? There's also civic groups that do community work, uh, groups that are centered around specific interests that maybe you have, you know, boating, fishing, dance, exercise, reading, etc. 
things that you like to do interest other people as well. There's a lot of those folks around. And with the internet, finding these people is easier than it ever used to be. Well, you might be saying, well, I'm not a very good conversationalist. I'm not outgoing. I have difficulty with that and meeting people. Well, I certainly get that. My core personality is also that way. Well, here's a technique that I learned a, a few years ago that I'll share with you. It's pretty simple, but it may help you significantly in this area. It's called FORM. It's an acronym, F-O-R-M, which stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Message. I don't even remember where I got this from, but FORM. When you meet someone else, the key to a great conversation is getting them talking about themselves. Forming them, as I call it, um, is how you can go about doing that. Use this acronym to kind of follow along with a bunch of questions. Pretty quickly, you'll stumble across some of the mutual topics, mutual interests, and your conversation will be off and running. If it dies out, continue to form them. Here's an example, kind of how this progresses. The F is for family. So, do they have family that lives around here? Uh, they will answer with you know something about their parents or siblings. You can always ask how many brothers or sisters they have. Um, ask if they grew up around here. Did their family grow up around here? Where's most of their family living? They may not ask you any of these questions in return, but you can certainly throw in your answer along the way to those same questions so that they can get to know you as well. So follow the acronym. Uh, the O is for occupation. Kind of what kind of work have they done in the past or do they do they still do? Do they have any special training or college for that? You know, where did they go to college? Um, what town was that in? What do they like the most about their work? If they could do anything in the world, what type of work would they do? Again, if they don't ask you about uh, your occupation, you can certainly throw yours in along the way. Recreation, they are. Uh, what kind of things do they like to do for fun? How often do they get to do them? How did they get started in that activity or hobby? The first three letters of the acronym are about developing a relationship, giving you some credibility, uh, if you will, showing that you have some genuine interest for that person. Then you're able to kind of express the need that you have. And what is that need? It's simply having more of a relationship with this person than just one conversation. Interacting with others is really all about building a relationship. It's a growth process. Look for opportunities in that conversation to serve that other person, even if it's something very simple. If you already have lots of friends uh, or acquaintances, use form, this form technique to deepen those relationships. Dig deeper into who they really are, and your relationship will grow stronger, especially if your goal is to serve them and to help them. As you learn more about them, they'll also learn more about you. And guess what? Your needs will be met along the way. We need each other. We need community. You'll be a teacher to some, a student to others, a friend to many. It will be very encouraging. It's also going to be a lot of fun. It helps develop a, a true love for other people just the way God designed it all. Well, I hope this has been of uh, some benefit to you, this information today. Uh, don't be a loner. Get involved with others. Look for the needs of others in, way that, in a way that you can meet a need, even if it's only a small one. Well, be sure to tell others about Coffee with a Doc, and be sure to tune in again next week.